1: Welcome to Hunting Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordas.
2: I'm Damask Leary.
1: And today we'll be discussing the latest show in our currently airing category, Season 1 of American Gods. How are you, Damask?
2: I am wonderful. How are you?
1: Good. I haven't said "American Gods" like out loud. Saying it actually feels nice. American Gods.
2: It sounds pretty epic. It
1: does. Yeah. I've just oh, I've just keep thinking it or seeing it in reading it in my head. I've never <laughs> said it out loud. That was weird. Anyway. What Uh, a real
2: moment for you, uh, I guess. Such (laughs) a moment. That was definitely
1: worth sharing with the listeners. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Spoiler warning, on this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens in season one of American Gods. If you have not yet watched American Gods, pause the podcast, watch it, and then come back and join us. Otherwise, proceed with caution. Spoilers ahead, you have been warned. A quick breakdown, American Gods.
2: <laughs> is it a real moment every time Every you say time.
1: It? <laughs> American Gods is a Starz original drama series based on the acclaimed Neil Gaiman book of the same name. Adapting the book to the small screen is renowned TV writers Brian Fuller and Michael Green... And stars Ricky Whittle, Emily Browning, Pablo Schreiber, Gillian Anderson, Orlando Jones, Crispin Glover, and of course Ian McShane. Season one consists of eight episodes, each coming in at around 57 minutes, and took us approximately seven hours and 35 minutes to watch. American Gods has been renewed for a second season, presumably returning in 2018. Damascus, do you have a story synopsis for us?
2: Yes, I do have a synopsis for you. Here we go. In the land of the free and home of the brave, live forgotten gods. Our protagonist, Shadow Moon, sits in jail. He feels an axe looming above his head, though. A storm is brewing. He can feel it. And boy, is he right. Just days before his expected release, his beloved wife, Laura Moon, is killed in a terrible car accident, along with his good friend, Robbie. Sent home early due to the tragedy, Shadow encounters a man who names himself Wednesday. He at first seems senile, but as the two men get to know one another, Wednesday's charms come to the forefront. He is more persuasive than Shadow bargained for. Shadow, now a widower with no home, accepts a job offer to be Wednesday's bodyguard. And his new boss allows Shadow to attend the funeral of his wife before their business begins. And at the funeral, Shadow learns of some dark truths about Laura. She was having an affair with Robbie, and now Shadow isn't sure what to believe. But that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to unbelievable truths in Shadow's world. Along the way, he meets a leprechaun who gifts him a coin, which then brings Laura back to life. Whoa. He meets a god of death that plans to crush his skull after losing a checkers match. Holy shit. He meets Lucille Ball. Well, no, Lucille Ricardo, actually, who speaks to him from a thousand screens. And he meets both Easter and a horde of Jesuses. I don't know what the plural of Jesus is. Jesai? A horde of (laughs) jizai in one day. As Shadow accompanies Wednesday on his mission, he is introduced to a range of different gods and demigods, all of which are being recruited by Wednesday. There's a war coming between the old gods and the new. Who will win? Who knows? This is just chapter one of many more to come.
1: Very good. Thank you very much, Damask.
2: You're welcome, Broderick. (laughs)
1: Uh, Alright, before we get into our general thoughts, why did we decide to watch... American Gods. Um, what about you, Damask? What's your relationship to the original source material?
2: I had read the book a few years ago, I think maybe five years ago now, um, when I was actually in America for the first and only time, and I was perusing the bookshop, saw American Gods by Neil Gaiman, who... I only knew his work from a few Doctor Who episodes. He's oh, really? a few, hasn't he? He's now? done
1: two that I can two, think of yeah. now. The Doctor's Wife and there was a Cybermen one that he did as well It wasn't as good as The Doctor's Wife. The Doctor's Wife is still one of my all-time favourite episodes. Yeah, you so love that episode. all good.
2: Yeah. Um, so, I'm like, oh, I'll pick it up. I'm in, I'm in America. Why not? Gave it a read. Loved it. And then I obviously found out that American Gods was being turned into a television show. I was sceptical say the least. Mm. I was very nervous. It's very, I mean, it's a weird book. It's hard to kind of imagine how they could turn it into a TV show. So I was looking forward to it, but I was worried, which I think is normal when you like a book and you hear it's being turned Absolutely. into a, a TV show or a film. What about you?
1: Um, I haven't read the book. Um, I would like to one day. <clears throat> I'd intended to. A good friend of ours, this is his all-time favourite book, is American Gods. Um, no. Shout out to Ben. Mm-hmm. Um he loves it to death. And so that got me excited because he was excited about the it being turned into a TV show. Neil Gaiman stuff, yeah, I'd seen him in his Doctor Who episodes. I'd read a little bit of his Sandman um mm. graphic novel series as well, yeah, which right. I liked for what it was. Actually,
2: uh, our friend, our good friend Ben, who you were talking about earlier. Mm. Uh, he actually took me to see Neil Gaiman speak at the oh, Riders wow. Festival and yeah. that was before I knew who Neil Gaiman was. Oh really? I was like, this guy's really cool. Married to
1: Amanda Palmer, is that right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Very lucky man. He's a cool guy. And a very lucky woman. They're both very yeah, lucky they people. Are. They're
1: pretty cool. He's in Australia a lot because of that, which is cool. Yeah. Um I've got a couple of his books that have been gifted to me. I think Stardust, which has been turned to a movie and I, I feel love
2: like that actually that's one thing I've seen. I love Stardust. Right. I I had no idea what it was. My brother had like a burnt DVD copy of it. Oh, terrible pirate! Um, and I put it in. I yeah, no context, and I loved it. I was no, I like, "What is movie. this? This is like came out of nowhere." Is
1: that, has that got Ricky Gervais in it?
2: Yeah, it does a very small part. Yeah.
1: Right. I remember because I remember it being out, and I remember the reaction to it being middling. Mm. I think some liked it and some didn't like it. And I I was like, I would like to check that out. It was
2: such a purely fun adventure. I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Such a good sense of humor to it. Yeah, it was great.
1: I really liked it. So I was aware, more than anything, I was aware of Neil Gaiman's sort of like, He's like, he is one of those people that you think of like writers and storytellers. You think Neil Gaiman. He's been in an episode of Arthur, for God's sake, about being a writer and a storyteller. <laughs> like, mm. there's an animated version of like a Aardvark Neil Gaiman or something like that. Um, he's just that, like, I, so I was aware of him more than I've seen his work. Mm. So I went to this sort of <laughs> wanting, having wanted to read the books, like, oh, I'll just watch the show instead, which is kind of the way these things happen. I'm not going to read Game of Thrones because of the TV show and also because it'll never end in the books. So. Screw, it's suck sucker that, readers.
2: <laughs> oh, you really burnt them, Brad. Good job. <laughs> they, that
1: hurt them. They know. Yeah. Anyway, that's the reason I uh, wanted to watch this one. All right. Let's get into general thoughts then. Damask, you can start.
2: Mm, so, I watched the first episode and I was watching it with my girlfriend. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I hated it. I was like, this is terrible. I was like, they don't have the budget for it. It looks bad. I hated the lead guy. I was like, nah, he's terrible. Can't act himself out of a paper bag. I was like, oh, geez. I hated it. I have truly hated it. And I didn't want to keep watching it. And I was, I even remember telling you, I'm like, I think this is going to be really bad. And I don't think we should do it for the podcast. Was, was that
1: after you'd watched the first episode? After I'd done, the, well, uh, watched the first episode, yeah. Because I'd heard that from people, podcasters I'd listened to. Mm-hmm. Like one, one person was just like, they were playing to make a podcast about the way. went, no, nah, I'm out.
2: Yeah. But, I, but you were like, no, we're, we're going to do it. I think it'll be good. So I kept watching. And thank goodness I did because overall, I really liked it. I, there were, I think thanks to the fleshing out of Laura Moon and Mad Sweeney um, because Shadow certainly wasn't doing it for me in the first episode and never really got there for me, but Laura and uh, Mad Sweeney really helped that. So, generally, I, I I did like it, yeah. But that first episode, whew, a bit rough. Yeah, what about you?
1: I had the identical reaction. <laughs> like, I was, I was... I hadn't spoken to you at all before this because yeah. I was hoping that one of us would have a slightly different oh, version of this. I was really hoping that either you loved it from the start or hated it the whole mm. way through because I had exactly the same thing. I like, was at the end of the first episode and I talk. I was talking to Ben. I just ranted at him about all the things I was like, "Thought this is fucked. This mm. show is bullshit."
2: Should we have got Ben on the podcast? We probably should have actually.
1: <laughs> Maybe for season two, we're getting yeah, on for season right. two. Um, but yeah, I that was that would be a good idea. Um, the, I was just, I have never had a harder out. Like, yeah. just be like, I just don't want to do this. This is like, going to be mess. awful. Yeah. Awful. I, I listed the ways and we'll go through them <laughs> in a little bit. And I can't think of another show I've had a more severe 180 on ever. And it comes down, I know the episode that changes and you're right. Mm-hmm. It's all got to do with Laura Moon. Yeah. And with Mad Sweeney. Mm-hmm. They are the entire reason it turns yeah. around. And it just changes when they get the focus and the spotlight. You instantly are 3,000 times more invested than you were beforehand. Yeah. It's as simple as that.
2: It, is, it really is.
1: And everything else works because you care finally. hmm And we'll talk about that in more detail when we yeah. get there. But yes, I had the exact same thing. And I ended up coming around and overall really liking it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some specific discussion points. Then let's just talk <laughs> about that pilot in aggravating detail oh, about okay. what was so bad about I, it. I mean,
2: I blocked a lot of it out, but sure, let's let's go through it.
1: Well, I've gone back and watched it a second time.
2: Why would you do that to yourself?
1: Because the second time round, it was a lot better.
2: You're such a martyr. You're like it's you're a beautiful human to do that <laughs> to the audience. Thank you, thank you. They should send you gifts.
1: Um, it's the problem. Ultimately, the pilot has it is. As, about in- as inaccessible an episode of television, especially in a first episode of television I've ever seen. It just does not have a good in for you as an audience member. It starts with... Which the- is
2: interesting because I w- have read the book.
1: Right, I-, I should so already have yeah. an in, shouldn't I? Yeah. And yet
2: I was still like, no, hard no. Hard pass on this one, thank you.
1: Can I ask, without spoilers, mm. how does the book start?
2: Very, very similar
1: with the the Vikings thing.
2: Um, yeah, so slightly different story, mm-hmm. but quite similar, mm-hmm. uh, similar tone. And then we have yeah, we have Shadow in prison, and then obviously Laura dies. It's very, it's very similar. Oh, okay. there are some changes, but it, it's quite similar. Yeah.
1: Okay, because okay, so you have that opening. Uh, it's a pretty. Mm, what's the word? It's a very stylized opening. I was enjoying it for what it was, that opening story, which is like essentially you. Fi- once you Did it you put- feel
2: a little bit like um, a Discovery Channel recreation to you?
1: No, no. It was way too... Like the blood is so excessive and ridiculous.
2: Oh, that's right. I remember because it's kind of like 300 in that bit where it's just like... It's, blah, it's blah. even beyond yeah. 300. Yeah.
1: Like it is... It's silly how mm. gory it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's very strange. So just I to go having- back, because
2: I I generally have blocked out this episode. Is, <laughs> does this episode end with Laura like ripping them apart with her like like when she punches? Well, we
1: don't know it's Laura. We know um, mm-hmm. we see Shadow is he's been lynched, Lynch, right. and then the the people that have been with Technical Boy. Um, yep. just explode into blood. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, so it I starts it. with all that blood and mm-hmm. ends and with all that blood. ridiculous blood, and yeah. it's it is ridiculous. Like you yeah. see a guy get ripped in half, and like his brain and his skull and his spine and stuff are there mm-hmm. and just red. It's so over the top. Violent and delights. Am I right? What's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, it's kind of ludicrous how much is there. Anyway, I was I was along for the ride with the Vikings. That was fine, mm-hmm. and then you get to you meet. Shadow Moon. Okay, that's already a barrier. His name is fucking Shadow Moon.
2: <laughs> well, when the first time I read the books, I apparently wrongly assumed he was Native American.
1: Well, apparently, from what I understand, he is quite like racially. Well, or I ethi- knew he was racially ambiguous. ambiguous yeah. yeah,
2: but I just assumed because of the name, he was like partially sure. Native American.
1: Gotcha. I think he. I think even they might. Suggesting that mm. he would have that somewhere yeah. in there, but he, they are leaning a bit more on the idea. Whereas that he's in the like book, I don't remember them
2: leaning so hard into him being a black man. I,
1: I don't, I, from what I've read yeah. and I've okay. done. I wasn't sure if I I've was been invested enough to do research. <laughs> which, if you know me, you're listening to the podcast. That doesn't happen very often. Um, that yeah, that wasn't the case in the book. Mm. Um, anyway, we meet Shadow Moon, and the problem I had straight away with it, and. Something that it doesn't get past until episode four is the way – there's two things, two massive barriers. One, the music is ever-present and absolutely suffocating.
2: Didn't notice it. We <laughs> we We had Sorry. this. We
1: did this when we did um, Dead Like Me as well, and I talked about how the score oh, that's right. yep. gave me the shits. And I right? didn't
2: notice why I felt such tonal changes in, or tonal um, – what's the word I'm looking for?
3: Inconsistencies. Right.
1: Yep. And I don't think there was necessarily that the music was totally inconsistent. It mm. just never went away. Yeah. It is constant and like it's suppressive on me. And I felt it all the time. There's music trying to dictate how I was feeling. There's a bit in the in the Gator Bar, whatever that place is called, mm. they go to twice. Um in the first episode where the same song plays ad nauseum as though it was the bar song, but it is for me, it was like the, the nauseating is not far off how I felt. It's just constant. It just sits there, drills into my brain, and I might notice it more than some people. Mm. But I think even if you didn't notice it, your brain did. Yeah. And just take a line from um, from the Plinket reviews: your brain noticed it. Um, the it, I just hated that. And on top of that... you think
2: that was on purpose though? To have an oppressive feeling? To be like overwhelmed? He talks about the storm is? and stuff. Yeah.
1: Maybe. But the problem is we never saw him before that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So, this feeling just hits you and it's always there. And so, the world that we're experiencing is always that. And the same with the way that the, the show is shot. Every mm. single shot... Is as dramatic and as important as the last one. There are no highs and lows. There are no shades. It's constantly shallow focus or it's extreme close up or. Geez, they weird love angle an extreme close up. Or mm. whatever, but it's. Or slow mo, or it ends up being a CGI scene for some reason. Like they mm. make him. Uh, there's a bit where in episode one or two, it might be two, maybe one, where. Um, uh, Mr. Wednesday blows out a dandelion and it goes up into the air, and then you see the lightning in the storm. I was like, "That is only there to look cool. You're really not telling me anything there, although you're hinting at maybe who he is." Mm. Which got to tell you that reveal on the last episode of I Am Odin. It's like, well, well yeah. duh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've. If said I didn't it know that by yeah. episode
1: six, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I mean,
2: you they said Grimnir a bunch of times, so if you they didn't l- just Google that, yeah.
1: They literally talk about the Odin satellite. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know. I feel point.
2: like people
1: n- knew. But I they, think the they big, treat it as a.
2: I think the big moment reveal. is him saying it out loud because that's the first time he has acknowledged who he is. Sure. I'm not sure. Un- yeah, truly, that's, unless that- you're an idiot, surely you would know. So that must be the the moment is him owning. Who he is okay. in front of Shadow. It felt like, a, That's like the it was own- meant
1: to hit you as hard as it hit Shadow. It's like, hmm, okay. But I'll,
2: I'll agree. The moment fell flat for yeah.
1: me. Anyway, getting way ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But that the way it's filmed and they talk constantly about it feeling like a dream or Shadow talks about everything feels like a yeah. dream. And certainly he's transported into this world, that another world alongside ours basically gets into the world of the gods. And so the idea that it feels like a dream makes some amount of sense. Um but then he actually has literal dreams. And I'm having a hard time distinguishing the real world and the dreams. And so I
2: think as is certainly in the book and I think they're trying to translate that into the TV show As is Shadow. He's he's not everything is surreal. Okay. In the book he's not like it's very hard to
1: tell what's what. But I have not had an endpoint yet. Like I have oh, no I right. time as an audience <laughs> member yeah, to to figure out, like, orientate myself in a reality of any sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just totally put me off. I just, like I said, yeah. no highs and lows. It was whatever. Episode four comes along. And I was already starting to enjoy the show a little bit more before then. Mm-hmm. But the episode with Laura Get comes going. along. Get going. Get comes going. along. Get And like that, there's a, a flick, a switch is flicked. And everything's shot just with a little more sensibility. It's able to, because it tells a story you of their you can breathe
2: and you can feel, <sighs> and it's wonderful. It yeah. was a relief. Yeah.
1: And I was invested for the first time mm-hmm. in the show. Like, actually, I wasn't, I was intrigued and interested before them, and I was finally invested in the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. That pilot far out. If I wasn't doing it for this podcast, I would not have watched this entire season. I, I agree. No way. Which
2: is terrible. Terrible if your for pilot a pilot. pilot is so off putting that someone who has read the book and really enjoyed it was like, no, this is going to be bad and it isn't going to continue, let alone someone who has no idea about the source material. Fuck, that's rough stuff. Oh. That's really rough.
1: But I will say, going back, being more invested in the story, knowing his history a little bit more, having seen Shadow before he was in prison and the build-up to that and what that all means and then understanding what's actually happened to Laura, mm. going back and watching the pilot, the pilot feels a heaps better because I have context. Right. But as a pilot... Your entry point for an audience, Mm. so bad. Um, Just on the point of the music as well, isn't it interesting that the problem I had with the music in this show is the same problem I had with Dead Like Me, also a Brian fucking Fuller show. Is that him? Is it got something to do with him? I think so. It might do. It might be his thing. That I'm really interested in watching Pushing Daisies now and finding out if it's there too, if it's like, oh boy, just needs to learn to... Turn the music volume down. Sometimes <laughs> let the let the atmosphere, let the natural ambiance sink mm. sink sink through and get to my ears. Anyway, did you have anything else about the part you wanted to say? I,
2: d- I don't I don't think so. I mean, I I really did just watch it and try to forget about it. Yeah, so I yeah, like like you said, how you you didn't have an in and it was so off putting. But then, like once you got like all the context and what happens later, then you go back and you're able to can. To connect with it um, even though I have read the book I still didn't have that but I think because and this isn't so much about the pilot as as it is about the show as a whole I think if I watch the pilot again knowing how much I'm going to be invested in so like Laura yeah. or Mad Sweeney then I might have that feeling but we don't get that in the book we don't get that investment with Mad Sweeney and Laura in the So book. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. that's all
1: at show invention. And yeah. congratulations. well which is well done. so
2: good. Because I heard rumours that they were like um, building up like more of the female characters, which is fantastic. Um, and what they've done with Laura Moon is just beautiful. I love it.
1: Apparently, I heard somewhere along the line, there's something in the book that was a little bit problematic. I think maybe to do with Laura, either maybe sexist or a little bit like, I don't know. Uh, uh, w- was
2: without specifics, I'm not sure. Okay, I couldn't say.
1: I was wondering if that maybe you understood, maybe you noticed a change. It was like, oh, that's much better. I it's just th-
2: much better because she's a person. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool.
1: That's good to know. Do you know who isn't a person? Shadow Moon. <laughs> <What> <laughs> no, is he's he? not. What no. is he?
2: Well, it's incredibly hard because in the book he is it's all internal. Like he doesn't say a lot. He really doesn't. Um He's like this. Because he used to be like this small, weedy little kid that was picked on who would just, you know, sit in a corner reading books and then all of a sudden like over one summer he got big and buff and so he, like, people look at him and think he's a big, dumb idiot. But he's, his internal life is it's much richer than the external. Um, and that's not to say Shadow Moon is still kind of a boring character. It's more the world that's interesting even in the book. Right. Um, but translate that into t- into TV, it's hard. And I, I kind of wish they'd given him the Laura Moon treatment a bit and like infuse some life into him.
1: Sometimes he gets a bit more. There are times when he starts to react or have a little bit of a personality. Yeah, a little stuff. bit. But, but it's but, still, um, it's like compared to, the thing is he's surrounded by a bunch of huge characters yeah. who steal all of that off himself. So All he
2: has to do is react to things. That's, I mean that's he's, his, he's that
1: is literally yeah. his job this season is to react, to have stuff and happen I'm, to him.
2: You know, looking forward to that changing as we go along. But this so. this season by itself, yeah, he really he's purely for reactions and that's it.
1: Um do you think that is the actor have they cast poorly or is that more to do with the character itself and what they're trying to do with him or
2: I mean, I, w- I wish I could say when I watched the pilot, I was like, this actor's terrible. Um, I see, and then I, I he's think not he... given a lot to do. I That's the say. thing. But when you are given, given a limited amount, is it then the actor's responsibility to infuse every silent moment with something, to be able to convey something without words? Mm. And it kind of – I guess it depends on your director, your editor, a whole lot of other things, whether – even if you do do that, whether that's able to be seen by the audience. Um, So, it's hard to tell until they give him more to do. I can't – I don't really know. And I I haven't seen him in anything else.
1: I think – maybe I have, but I I haven't done any research to figure out. I feel like I'm familiar in some ways, faces. Apparently,
2: he's in the 100, which I have seen like the first season of, but I have no memory of him. So, maybe he's in later seasons. I don't know.
1: Um. I don't think he is a bad actor necessarily. I think I think he's a he's great cool. American accent. He's, what is he? Is he actually British? British? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wouldn't have had a clue. That's always a good sign. Mm. I keep forgetting that Emily Browning is Australian too. I think she's got a <laughs> I great don't, American accent because
2: I was like, I saw you on a tram once. <laughs> she's tiny.
1: She is. She's, she is. She's tiny. 5-1. There's a shot where it's like she's staying next to a sink. I'm just like you are <laughs> miniature. She's a teeny tiny human. Yeah. <laughs> um. She lives with a friend of mine, actually, or a friend of a friend
2: in Melbourne. In LA.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh ooh, la la. One percent is able to travel overseas and live your life. Cool. You
1: um. The. Yeah. We're uh, going back to him for a second. He. I. He, I think he's fine. It's just that he really doesn't have anything to do. And you're right. Mm. You would hope that he'd have more of it. I mean, you all they give him to do is like process things, but he doesn't have a full-on conclusion to any of this until the last episode where he finally gets to like process it. He just sort of goes with the flow and is just sort of like, oh, that's strange or oh, you're weird or... Oh, you're a bit flirty, or and then just doesn't. But that's that's what the director wants. Mm. They're not trying to suggest he's got much more than that. Yeah. Although his stuff with Easter, it's just like instantly, he's just like, bam, with Easter in the last episode. I'm just like, okay.
2: But that's Easter's ability. That's like, true. That, that's yeah. not. That's clearly not his natural response.
1: True. Um. Beyond him, though, who else we got? Got Ian McShane as Mr. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. God, I like him so much. Love Ian McShane. Do you remember him in Game of Thrones? He had one episode in Game of Thrones, the one where, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, where the hound came back, where he was like part of that, like
2: oh yeah, the commune. He was
1: like the priest oh, guy. Yeah. Fuck he has it's He was
2: great in that episode.
1: Great. Oh, in that I didn't episode. realize
2: that's what I knew him from. Yeah,
1: he's also he's in a bunch He's of in other Deadwood
2: well. and stuff, which I, I have not seen, and I know that is against list, the law. Yeah, it is
1: um yeah. he was in parts of the Caribbean four, I think, and whatever. Have not was, seen it. Why would you? <laughs> mm. Um But I, I really like him as Mr. Wednesday. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I did. I mean it's it's such a big, dynamic character. Mm-hmm on the page to then see someone betraying, it's always going to be a little jarring. But I think he did a great job. I really do.
1: Yeah. He, he has to do the most heavy lifting of any oh, character yes. in this in terms oh, of yeah. he's in it from episode one to, although they have a couple of episodes where it's mainly based on Laura, but um, he is in most of the episodes and really has to hold the scenes. Mm. He is driving our plot more than any other character in this show. Um And considering how big a character and how much of, like, almost a literal deus ex machina he is, (laughs) like, he is just a god doing what he he will. Yep. um, Yeah, he's really entertaining to be around. I really like him. It gets a bit ridiculous how much he just doesn't outright say things sometimes. But that's a contrivance of the show. What do you mean? Like... Just the way he plays with Shadow, and Shadow just doesn't, just goes along with his like riddles all the time. It's just like fucking, just ask him the right question. Yeah. Finally,
2: yeah, you just kind of want him to be like, "Will you shut the fuck up? Like, what do you, what does that mean? <laughs>
1: yeah, you're speaking nonsense, old man. Yeah, do you believe it? What? Just <laughs> is it real or not? Just say so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really like Dean McShane. Who else have we got from the? Oh, we got the New Gods as well. Mm. Is it Gillian Anderson or Gillian Anderson? I think it's Gillian Anderson.
2: I've always said Gillian, but it's probably Gillian. I don't
1: know. Wait, are we just saying
2: Gillian because of Gillian Jacobs?
1: Possibly, Gillian Anderson. I think it's Gillian Anderson. (laughs) Uh, As media, I loved.
2: I loved her Her Bowie.
1: Her Bowie. Round of applause. Her Lucille. Mm -hmm. Well, I love Lucy. Mm -hmm. Her. uh, Who's the other one? Um, Marilyn. Marilyn, and then she ends with what's her name? Dorothy from um, Judy Garland. Is the last one. She's.
2: Is that Judy Garland? She's doing
1: Judy Garland. Yeah, Judy Garland from uh-huh. um, that film. Mm-hmm. Went the trolley. Rang, clang, clang, mm-hmm. went the bell. Did it Meet Me in St. Louis? That's the one. Yeah. yeah, she's doing She's doing Judy Garland from Meet Me in St. Louis.
2: You're gay than I am. I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm oh, gay okay. theater-wise. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was forced to watch that movie mm. in media studies. Anyway.
3: Yeah, forced. Okay. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, loved her in that role. That's a fun character to play, and Ooh, yeah. they do great stuff with her. The second she's episode,
2: she's so cool. I love her. It's just fun to see her play. It's yeah. great. I loved it. Yeah.
1: Second episode when he goes to get goes to the grocery store and that mm. bit starts. I was like, as much as I'm struggling with the show, that was rad. That yeah. whole scene was excellent.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I did like that. That's changed from the book because that happens. Because you know how you're talking about the pilot and you're like, oh, I'm not sure what's real and what isn't. A big um, part of that is that, that scene that we're talking about where uh, he's talking to Lu- Lucille. In the book it takes place in a hotel room at night and he's kind of like, dozing in and out oh, of sleep okay. and then the T V starts talking to him. So that's a part of like not knowing what's real or not. Mm-hmm. But they place it in the daytime. Yeah. In the middle of a store. So you're like, whoa, this is happening. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which is the bit that annoys me sometimes about Shadow Moon is that if it's if he's meant to be confused about what's real and what's not, it's like It's hard to deny that happened. You should be asking really big questions about the nature of reality right now.
2: So a TV talk to me. What's up with that, man? He
1: kind of does, but then he just sort of goes, whatever. Like moves on with it. He accepts it, it, yeah. It's like, no, no. (laughs) And he got pulled into a VR headset and into a limo with, and then got beaten up and lynched by a bunch of people with no fate. What? Why are you not more upset about this? Ask some
2: questions, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Technical boy, good character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, He's not as um engaging as the other gods necessarily. No. But his role is great. He's playing that Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Zuckerberg, like... Good, that's, Whiz
2: kid, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a great interpretation of what yep. that should be. I understand that's different from the books. Apparently, he's more like a comic book guy from... Yeah, he's Miss like this Simpsons. fat
2: kid. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I like this update. I think that's a, that's a good choice for this day and age. Mm. And then you have... He'd totally be a furry who's into, like, alt-right. Stuff as well, uh, animated. Yeah, he'd work for Bright Bart. Yeah, yeah. He's totally. like that
2: Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever, yeah. like that little shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: The guy who, whoever the guy that does, like, founded Oculus, he's fucked as well. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, and then the other new guy. You're god, never
2: going to get a free Oculus. That's
1: fine. <laughs> I'll get a VR. I'll get a Vive. They're even better. Oculus.
2: <laughs> if Fight you
1: if you don't follow video games, you have no idea I'm talking about right now. Uh, and then finally, we have Mister World. Uh, mm. Crispin motherfucking Glover. Uh, Crispin that Cri-
2: man knows how to creep. He does. He he's is always. the best creep in the biz. I mean,
1: I love him. I like him affectionately as George McFly. First yeah, I mean foremost. he's He's
2: wonderful. He yeah. can, He's a gorgeous human, but he, he can lean into that so well.
1: Oh, so well. Yeah. It's great. I just can't think. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw him in anything. And the one that comes to mind is like.
2: Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, that's the last thing I could think of I saw him in.
2: I've seen it in other stuff. I just, it's not coming to my brain right now.
1: But, um, yeah, plays super creep, Mr. World.
2: But also, he has these moments of being so creepy, but then being, like, really gentle and, like, understanding and empathetic. Is, you're I like, oh, I'm on your side. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, no, I am. I'm
1: totally, I honestly, at this point, have a hard time trying to figure out Odin is only doing this. He just wants Prime. war. Yeah,
2: he just wants. I mean, to have he war. is the god. He's a god of, of war. war. He sure. wants blood sacrifice. That's why he's doing it. Sure, plain uh, and simple. Uh, but it's he very- has no like, like justifiable reason for doing it other than he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to disappear. Yeah, it's purely self-serving. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's really hard to go on side with him, honestly. Yeah. In any way, and it's interesting that you spend the whole. Season following him around. Mm. So other gods that we met, uh, I don't know all their names because some of them are sort of like not as clear as Mr. Technical and media and stuff like that. Um, we meet the Jin guy and uh, that's in a flashback. We have Biquis who is uh, sort of the goddess of love sort of thing going mm-hmm. on there. Or yep. From Ethiopia. From Ethiopia. Yep. We have Anansi. I love that opening in start Season 2. Uh, episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Sorry, what did I say? Season two. Yeah. I'm bad at that. Episode that two. is
2: so good.
1: So beautifully when he's in the shot. Bottom all of the of slave that. ship. Yeah.
2: That speech. Yeah. You're already dead, like motherfucker. So die for something worthy. I was yeah. like, whoa, great. Yeah. What a great scene.
1: So good. Uh, what is that actor's name? Orlando, somebody or other. The only thing I know him from specifically is Orlando Jones is from Evolution. You ever seen the movie Evolution <gasps> with David Duchovny? Yeah, Yeah, that's the only thing. I like, look through his IMDb and I'm like, I know you from something. That's the only one that comes to mind. I know you from something
2: else.
1: Um, he's great as a Nazi and I loved that I scene. I keep
2: thinking you're saying as a Nazi.
1: No, no. I'm, I'm like na- inappropriate. I, keep-
2: oh, I know him from Bedazzled.
1: Oh, I? maybe I may know him from that. It's been a long time since i watched Bedazzled. Brendan <laughs> Fraser, who's currently- who's currently and Liz act- Yeah, and Liz Hurley. I'm just thinking Brendan Fraser is actually sort of relevant at the moment because the mummy- Movies out Justice the Justice for
2: Brendan, That's all I got to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fuck uh, you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> that movie is not doing well. Don't worry. Uh, then we had. Who else do we have? We had Vulcan, which, from what I understand, is a new one that was invented for the show. Yeah. Cool premise, I'm, though. Yeah,
2: very cool. I'm wondering if it's that is a replacement for another god that's in the book. I'm not sure. He do might they be serve
1: the same purpose where they are
2: similar. Okay. Similar, but I'm not. I won't talk about the god just in case. He's introduced later. Yeah, no, I did. I did. Like, that was very scary.
1: Just that it's like America. Very relevant. Yeah, like, very. extremely relevant. Very yeah. American. If you don't mm-hmm. American gods, you know, the god of guns, essentially. Yeah. Made a lot and of it sense. falls
2: into a similar to Easter, in which she is still able to live and flourish in some, in some way um, because this Christian Anglo. Country apparently mm-hmm. can um, praise one God, Jesus, while also you know praising another, whether it be firearms or Easter and
1: religious yeah. Darwinism was the term yes. that was used, oh, it's and great, I was isn't like, it? that is perfect, it's so good. You know, you adapt, adapt or you evolve die. or die. Uh, I thought yeah, that was very a g- cool. Great way of putting it. I, I, whenever I hear that, like something Darwinism, I think of municipal Darwinism from uh, Mortal Engines. Cannot wait for that movie. I hope that's good. <sighs> Fingers crossed. Speaking of speaking of adaptations, I'm worried about mm. high on the list. Um,
2: if they, if Peter Jackson ruins that, Everybody I go can't do the anything because I'm powerless and I have no money. <laughs> but I will be very angry, sir. <laughs>
1: um, who else? We have Easter, obviously. Um, Kristen
2: Chenoweth, a uh, Brian Fuller alumni.
1: What else? From is Pushing she... Daisies. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And she played. Did she play Glinda? Is that right? In like Wicked on Broadway or something yeah, like that? She yeah, did. cool. Yeah. That's why I recognised her she, for, well, more she for her she, voice yeah, from Broadway. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else there was.
2: She. P.S. She's a great Easter. Yeah. Because like in the book, she's described as being it's, it's something like, she's either. She looks either 24 or 40. Yeah. And Kristen Chenoweth totally embodies that. Just like like are you a really young woman or are you like a 40-year-old woman? Like she's got that such a youthful beautiful face, but yeah. you can tell that she's a, an actual woman, yeah. Oh well, well, yeah. Well, well cast, well cast.
1: Very well cast. Yeah. Um overall, I just I guess what I'm trying to say is those performances of the gods, these larger than life characters, all the Jesus'es as well, are uh, the main Jesus that they meet, who's mm. the guy? Is Faraday from Lost as well? Very. I
2: th- did he play Charles Manson in a film? Possibly. I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. So that's kind of all I see now is Charles. Like I see a little swastika <laughs>
1: on his forehead. I'm like, Ew. the um, he plays Jesus with just the right amount of like self smugness as well. The way he feels like I'm, so, I he's feel so, so terrible. pious, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's pious to the point of being like, shut the fuck up, Jesus. Yeah, Don't make this not about, about you. you. <laughs> That's great.
2: It's like, oh, sacrifice me again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's great. Oh, so funny. Um, Yeah, there, there is just a lot of great performances, a lot of great ideas. Sometimes you look at like individual moments or the stories that they – every episode, I think, has at least or one story or maybe there's one exception here or there. They like – Concentrate on the Vikings coming over and bring Odin oh, to America. Oh, they're like the coming to like, America stories. Yeah. Yeah. Or somewhere in America. Some of them might yeah. be like, there's yeah. a whole one about the gin and mm, stuff like that. Right. Yep. Most of them work really well. It's interesting how separate they are. Like the Biqua stuff legitimately has not played into this at all no. in any way. No We've had doesn't. two scenes with her in the first two episodes and then we saw her again. In the last episode and was like Yeah,
2: she disappeared for a big chunk in the middle there. She
1: wasn't affecting anything. No, she just she wasn't. was fucking people into a galaxy inside into her. Into space. Into space. Speaking
2: of, how many erections did oh, just penises did this show have? Lots. So many penises. Lots of penises.
1: So many. There was quite a bit of sex too. All of it was Emily Browning. She's mm. constantly having sex in the mm-hmm. show. Um, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I went somewhere. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, uh, those big those big scenes, stories, are all at the very least interesting. I don't think they're all as successful as others. There's the one um, with the Native Americans, I think it is, and they're like...
2: Like the animated one? Yeah, the
1: animated one was a bit weird. With the, the buffalo. Could have done I without that. I kept getting
2: confused as to who was who because they all look similar to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they were animated, I'll give you that.
2: Oh no, it's because I'm racist <laughs> and they all look the same to me. <laughs> In um, case you're wondering why I said that, broad gave me like a really hesitant look, yeah. <laughs>
1: And then there was the one also about like um, people South Americans who are crossing the border and then they get shot, get shot, and mm. then Jesus is there and like that's Mexican Jesus. You this know one. who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. Mm. Um, I think
2: that was Vulcans episode.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. Um, some yeah, they were all at very least interesting. Yeah. If they didn't always work, and sometimes feel like. What's the plot of this show again? What's going on in this show? <laughs> because ultimately, the plot of this show is for some reason, uh, Mr. Wednesday mm. has taken Shadow Moon to be his bodyguard and he's rounding up a bunch of old gods to take fight the new gods. That's the setup. That's also the entire season.
2: Mm.
1: Like there's really nothing. Well, I that.
2: expected this season in the book there's there is a very clear end point to like your first act. Right. And it doesn't end there.
1: Oh, it ends well before it?
2: It ends before it. Because hmm. I thought I was like, oh, we've got at least two more episodes to go. Oh. No, we don't. This is where it ends. But, like, oh, okay. Interesting. So I, I was, that build up of like meeting lots of different gods and collecting them yeah. and recruiting them. Would lead to this next thing, which well, doesn't happen. That's the thing. Is
1: what's interesting. That last episode, I expected to see the the Black God of Death guy, whose name mm. I can't remember, because it was something, just uh, something or other. It starts with C. Uh, Zernabog. Yeah, that one. He he's good. He was good too. I liked that actor. He played mm. that with a lot of great menace. Yeah. Um, Constantly on the cigarettes, very effective.
3: Oh, maybe I thought he was
1: Hades. I was trying to figure out who he was for ages. Right. I was like, are they Greek? Is he Hades? Um, Is it much too Russian for Yeah, head? exactly. Yeah, they. I was expecting those guys to show up because that and mm. that was also sort of the ticking time bomb on Shadow. Was the idea that once he went to Virginia, went to the house of yeah. the rock, he was he was going to bash in Shadow's brains. Yeah. It was like that's the ticking clock for Shadow. Mm-hmm. And we just, that, they don't show up. Didn't happen. The gym yeah. guy doesn't show up. None of those gods show up.
2: No, we just see a bunch of cars going to the House on the Rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, including mm. Biquis. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I didn't actually 100% put that together, that that might have been the other gods coming.
2: What do you think all those cars were?
1: I, 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 there's a lot of traffic in I the area. <laughs> 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 I guess that, that she was holding a party or a festival, there just could be more people coming to the party. I didn't, I knew that Biquis was going, but she was on the bus, so she was sort of, doing it differently. Yeah. I didn't put together... If she was in a car too, I think I would have figured out the rest of them were... Mm. Yeah, I didn't actually put that together. I'm an idiot. Uh, Interesting. Okay, cool. But that's such... All it is is set up. Mm. We've been here before. Breaking Bad season one, Westworld season one. All basically... Westworld... No, because
2: Westworld had like its own arc. Yeah,
1: sure. I agree. There is an arc within Westworld, but you could have easily... Half of that is flashbacks that just sets up what is going to be the war. It's the setup to the war between the hosts and the humans. No, but you could in like we- in Westworld.
2: only have season one of Westworld and that would be fine.
1: You could, but that's not what they're trying to do. They no, are- it's
2: not. But the- I think it's oh, different I, from I, like sure. Breaking Bad and yeah, American okay. Gods. Because if you only have season one of Breaking Bad or you only have season one of American Gods, yeah, true. it's not really anything.
1: Okay. Yeah. I still think, I still would argue that you can't ever replicate what season one of Westworld is doing either though. Like
2: Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed.
1: Like yep. it serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Its purpose is over.
2: It's, it yeah, it does have a setup function. Yeah, no, you're right. And
1: yeah. that's what is going on in this show mm-hmm. as well. You're right though. Probably more applicable as breaking bad. Yeah. But um that is what this season is. hmm Um so it really doesn't have much of an arc at all. Um does that bother you
2: a little bit. Yeah it does. Yeah. I mean I, I The ending's liked, very anticlimactic I liked what I had. But yeah. like I said, I expected two more episodes. I really did. Yeah,
1: yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't finish in a place where you feel like, oh yeah, I'm satisfied until next season. Just like empty. I feel empty. I feel like, like especially because you are well ahead of Shadow at this point, if it was a revelation, right? Yeah. But it's not like we don't see a war coming. Of course we see that coming. That's the entire point of what's going on here. If something, If something else much more dramatic had happened or yeah, Odin died or something, I don't know. But it's not. It's just like, and next season, this stuff will finally get to the point of this show. Yeah, great. <laughs> I have to wait for that season, though. Who knows when that's coming?
2: Oh God, yeah,
3: yeah. That's a bit disappointing for me.
1: Yeah, but
2: you yeah, know, I th- I I legitimately think there should have been two more episodes, or at least one. No, I think two more
1: episodes. Um, what's interesting though, as well, if you think about it, two of those epi- two of those eight episodes, don't even involve Shadow and Odin at all. They're totally centered on Laura. Mm-hmm.
2: And the show totally benefits from that.
1: Yes. Would you like to talk about those two episodes? Of course I would like to talk you go. about them. I've been talking too much. You go.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I Yeah, those first three episodes, I I was enjoying it more and more. Yeah. Like I was able to kind of adapt to the tone of the show, what they were trying to do. But like you said earlier, I wasn't feeling a lot. I wasn't... Yeah. My heart wasn't in it, and it very could have, very easily could have just kind of gone by me. i be like, oh, the show was kind of cool, but like, yeah, it didn't emotionally affect me. Mm-hmm. So who really cares? Until we get, get get gone, and we find out about Laura, and she dies, and it's awful, and we, for the first time in the show, we feel for someone, we relate to someone, we. Yeah, there's another person that we can look at and be like, "Oh, wow, yeah, that is shit." Or I feel what you feel. Or and, it's, and she's such a rich and engaging character, whereas Odin is, or Wednesday I should say, is too mysterious. He's too other. Honestly, to us. shadow isn't anything. Shadow
1: isn't a human being, yeah. and the gods aren't human no. beings; they're gods.
2: Laura is out. In and so is Mad Sweeney.
1: Mad Sweeney ends up being too. Mad Sweeney is the demigod. The (laughs) guy that's like, he's, it's like if Shadow is like a non human human,
2: perpetually shit on throughout the season. He's like the
1: god who's a non god.
2: Yeah. He's the loser. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, set up to lose. Uh, And so we connect with that and, and they put those two characters together in a road trip and it's fucking great.
3: Fucking, it's so
2: much fun as well as like heart-wrenching to watch and to so we yeah we get that insight into who Laura is and then later we get the insight into who Mad Sweeney is and I love that episode. Yeah. I love it. And when Mad Sweeney when they've had the car crash uh-huh. and Mad Sweeney is yelling in I like, I'm assuming Gaelic or something and oh and like this coin is his like Everything will be okay if he has that coin. And he makes a decision to put it back inside Laura. Holy shit. It, Beautiful. What it, a great story. Great. So good. You
1: go from this guy being like an entertaining but a complete shit. in the
2: world. Yeah. yeah.
1: To being like, damn it, you're a shit with a heart of gold yeah. at the end of it. Like <laughs> deep down yeah. and that's what you want. You want layered, yes. complex yes. In, human beings and characters. Mm-hmm. And he is. And I... He's complex. He's my second favourite character now. Laura's
2: complex. Like you see someone who she loved Shadow. She cheated on him because I I think a lot of people can relate to being so bored. And it's no one else's fault. It's just kind of life, life's fault. Like sometimes life is boring and dealing with that, many of us choose the wrong decisions in how to deal with that. And she has to... The consequences of her actions are dire. They're the worst consequences you could possibly have. And then, obviously, she gets another chance. She comes back to life. And she has to deal with those consequences on a whole different level. She has to face them and try to make them right. I love it.
1: That story, especially in Get Gone, where you're dealing with her, like, boredom, her apathy, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen that storyline a couple of times. I couldn't put my pinpoint where Mm -hmm. it is. But I've... I've never really found that super engaging. I th- I'm impressed by how much I felt I believed that as a motivation mm. to act up, like yeah. to make poor choices. And I don't know if it's in the writing or in the directing or if it's just Emily Browning or maybe it's being all of them. fucking brilliant or maybe mm. it's all of them. I yeah, really totally worked. She is a human being and a character and very compelling and I root for her
3: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. I root for Mad Sweeney now. And I don't root for Shadow. I, no, don't, I don't root for Odin. No. I don't root for the new gods, but I root for those two. Yeah, And if they, I'm looking forward, I hope, I hope, I hope mm-hmm. it's not just a fluke and the showrunners realise just how important that is to their show and they double down on those two in the next season.
2: Yeah, I, I really hope that as well. To just- To see people who are so down and out and who have made terrible decisions and who really have been pricks. They've done fucking terrible things. But like, and we see how that affects them. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I've done a shitty thing and now I'm in a bad situation. So now I just want to make it better for myself. Like, they feel the hurt that they've caused or like they see the damage that they've like wreaked on the world and they like, they feel bad about it. And they want to they wanna redeem themselves. Like a story of redemption is always going to be great if you have a character that you can empathise with. And we do. And yeah.
1: The Get Gone. Get Gone. Get Gone. <laughs> get Gone. The Get Gone episode as well. What it gives us of Shadow pre-prison was helpful too because it made me... He wasn't necessarily any less boring. He's very two-dimensional. His love for Laura is as about as simple as you he's, he's puppy, puppy dog puppy yeah. puppy, right? Puppy, puppy, puppy dog love. I'm surprised I love that for some reason. That should be a dumb name. Every time Emily Browning says puppy, I'm puppy. totally in on it. Yeah. Mm. Um Yeah. The It helps that she's saying it. It does. I'll come back to her in a second. <laughs> the But that did help to give him a little bit, because we never got that. We never got the before Shadow was fucking completely down and out, had nothing going yeah. for him. We got a little bit of like, oh, this was him pre-prison. This was him. This is what he was coming I did like to. to
2: see the change of like, he starts off as this kind of like charming yeah. guy who's like trying to get around the system yeah. and, you know, like, yeah charming, very handsome man and yep. then he falls in love with this girl and turns into Puppy. Puppy. And he just loves his life because he's with her yeah, and he's happy with his, you know, the small house and the simple job and just going home every day to her and that is perfect. And she's just like, that is not enough. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make him necessarily more interesting but at least gave me like, oh, at least I know what you've lost and I can help you. Now I understand your motivation a little bit more mm. for why I might follow Wednesday around. But, Emily Browning, what have you seen her in previously? Because I can think of...
2: Series of Unfortunate Events. Yep. I've seen her in like Sucker in- Punch.
1: Oh, yeah. I never watched that movie.
2: Um, Can I just bring up her IMDb? Go to for have it. A look I'm just trying seen. to think what else I've
1: seen her for. I saw her in, I think, Ghost Ship.
2: Oh, I never saw that.
1: And I feel like I must have seen her in like some like kids stuff, Australian kids TV shows once upon a time Oh, we definitely
2: would have. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Thunderstone. I used to love Thunderstone. What was Thunderstone? Um, I'll read the IMDb synopsis. A comet hit the earth, destroying all. The world is frozen, but some humans manage to survive. Noah lives in an underground community. While improving the holodeck, Noah accidentally travels in time. It's like a dystopian, futuristic thing. It's, gra- it's great. Right. It's really good. It was, it
1: was a kids' TV show. It was yeah, around like the, Spellbinders the, and stuff like that. where yes, I used to love Water, 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 Water Girl, sea, Ocean Girl? Ocean Girl. Yeah, Ocean Girl. <laughs> Ship to Shore. Oh, Australian used to
2: have the best kids' shows. Legitimately. The gift. The, gift the is so best good. kids' shows. If you have a chance, try amazing. to find a 90s Australian TV show for kids. Just watch Amazing.
1: Best game show that ever existed. Uh,
2: she was in The Man Who Sued God, which I haven't seen with... um,
1: I have seen that with Billy Connolly. Yeah, yeah a million uh... years ago I saw that.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: This is the thing. I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'd seen Emily Browning in things. I thought she was cute. I didn't think she was great necessarily in anything. Didn't I
2: thought she was great in A Series of Unfortunate Events. I, I,
1: yeah, sure. Actually. I liked her in A Series of Unfortunate Events too, but not enough to go, oh, wow, you're an amazing actress. Yeah. I thought you were "Oh well cast sort of thing, mm. right? Um, and then she went away because A Series of Unfortunate Events did not Actually, take off the way they want it to, which they is insane
2: c- to me because it's a great film.
1: Um, the Can show's I just good say, too.
2: The my year twelve, which is our final year in Australia, mm-hmm. for our drama finals, we mm-hmm. had to do like uh, make a little a uh, solo around her character in a, a series of unfortunate events. Oh, right. Except we were in the same year of year 12. So she could have played the character that she <laughs> played in the film. I was uh, like, that seems unfair. I'm sure she <laughs> didn't, but she could have, I, I would have. <laughs> <if> I,
3: <was laughs> I want
1: them points. Just point. breeze right in. I'm fucking in. getting paid to act at this point. So like, just give me the fucking I just bring egg.
2: Meryl Streep in and be like, I'm not a friend. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: This is my surrogate to do my solo for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I hadn't seen her in a long time. She was in this friend of a friend of mine who did a film clip with Emily Browning in it like two or three years ago. Mm. Um, and that was literally the last time I'd seen her in anything. I had no idea she was in the show until until I, I saw her either. and went, holy fuck, that's Emily Browning. Yeah.
2: I saw some um, just... I think it was after I'd watched the first episode. I saw some... Promo images as her as Laura Moon. And I had right. no idea she was going to play Laura Moon. I was like, ooh, that's interesting.
1: Did it make sense to you casting-wise when you...
2: No, because I imagined Laura Moon to be older.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Emily Browning is older than I... Like, she's 10 years older than the last time I really saw her she something. doesn't
2: look 10 years older.
1: But I... I it's weird because, like, she looks... Like, she's the ch- size of a child. <laughs> <laughs> it always will be. But she... Like, looking at her, I'm like, oh, no, you're... You're an, you're an ageing. You're a woman. You're an ageing. No, you, you are ageing. like an old crone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, like I'm seeing in her that she's like, like, as much as you still are the size of a child, you look like a woman <laughs> now. You look like someone who's actually aged. You're a beautiful
2: they, baby woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm fucking blown away with Emily Browning in this show. I think she's yeah, really she, great. She
2: does a fantastic job.
1: Brilliant job. Yep. And pulls me in mm-hmm. every time, every scene. There is so much snarky lo- Laura dialogue that could just be played super cheap and obvious. Like does she said, doesn't. she's a
2: tiny human, but God, she's commanding. Yeah. When she's like, if you call me cunt one more time, or that word comes out of your lips one more time, like, Matt Sweeney, do not say that again. Don't do it because she's just like a badass. Yeah. She fucking owns it when she's stomping around in her tiny frame and one arm. One arm? That's so cool. So good. <laughs> That's great. Oh, uh, 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 can I just say that when Laura Moon has risen and she goes to her best friend's house, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that best friend is great. Yeah, I love she her is great. reaction. That it's scene such an is honest yeah. reaction. She's legitimately shitting like. Well, yeah. Laura Moon is actually shitting, but Audrey <laughs> is just like losing her shit. She's like, "Oh my god," like as you would be yeah. if your friend was alive in zombie form. Um yeah, and then Laura Moon's just sitting on the toilet and they have a very honest conversation. That scene is great. It's an excellent scene. Yeah, it's very good.
1: It's a, it's a jam in an already great episode of television. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um and then the the follow-up of that is obviously I wanted to talk also talk about uh, Pablo Schreiber, I believe mm-hmm. his name is. Uh, porn stash.
3: <laughs>
2: Who saw that coming?
1: Not me. Yeah, not me either. Not me. When he tranced in as Mad Sweeney the first time, he was just being like arrogant, just want to beat you up, mm. Irishman. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I can sort of whatever with this. Mm. And then to get to that point where he puts the coin back in Laura's, like, fuck you, man. This is so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, so when, good. When
2: we first see him as Mad Sweeney yeah, in, in the pub or the bar um, and he's being an He'd asshole and, yeah, he would say <laughs> Uh And, the, yeah, and he fights Shadow. And I was like, oh, that's because that seems pretty much verbatim from the book. I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's actually quite well cast for yeah. Mad Sweeney. And then we see later on, yeah, the de- his development. And I was like, I never thought I would love Mad Sweeney. Nor did I think I would love the actor who plays Porn Stash. Yeah. And it's happening right now. Like it, re- like, it really affected me. I was like, this is beautiful. And I, yeah, want him t- to be okay. Yeah. I want him to do well. Yeah. I love him. I love you, Matt Sweeney.
1: Can't get over just how important. If you knew the thing is as well that, like, you could literally take those two episodes out, mm-hmm. right? And... All it, would, it would remove a key subplot but there is still a story there you don't the main narrative is all there yeah. yeah you don't necessarily need the Mad Sweeney and Laura moon stuff for to have a story to tell mm-hmm. there's all these little stories going on with the gods and where they come from and blah 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 and then you've got the main through line with Mr Wednesday and and Shadow but it would just completely lose any heart. And my investment levels would be... Yeah, I
2: probably wouldn't be back for season two. I
1: would wonder. Yeah. I think I would have got exhausted along the way. I think I so. would have gone, oh, like, got, there's got to be something else here. Makes a fucking huge difference. Whoever Whoever's decision that was, and I don't know who it is, props to you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've got you're to show that I'm looking forward to watching more of you.
2: It's a smart decision.
1: Anyway... Um, do you have any other main discussion points you want to go over? I've got some side notes, some little things, just little things I know I still want to talk about, but nothing major. We've kind of gone over it all the music, the cinematography, the performances, the turning point, the ending. It's all there.
2: Yeah, I mean I have a question for you. How did you like the direction of the film? Of the sorry, of the TV show. The direction? Yeah. Well, all it's those a- extreme close-ups and it was very stylized and all that exactly
1: what i said earlier i found it imposing Mm. it just didn't give me i didn't have any perspective it was constantly Mm. and like i understood like if that's the mood you're going for fine but i need again i need the light and the dark i need if you if i don't know what reality looks like I don't have a foothold here in this world at all. And that's a that's, really good
2: way to put it. You don't know what reality looks like. That yeah. was
1: the problem. And that's where the another... Apart from just being finally emotionally invested in a character by seeing Laura's backstory, I got... like Especially that early stuff with her and Shadow. And honestly, actually, even the stuff with her and Mad Sweeney in most episodes, the filming, the way it's shot... Is dramatically less stylized. It's just mm. a little bit, it's still beautiful. In fact, I kept thinking, and I'm probably wrong, I kept thinking, is this shot on film? Like TV shows don't get shot on film. They haven't mm. for a long time, and they certainly don't nowadays, because digital is so much cheaper. But it was so beautifully shot that I was like, is this this is this is like film grain or something going on here? It looks great. But it just wasn't those constant specific stylized angles where every little action needs to look like it's <laughs> fucking out of a documentary or something like that. Like mm. a, a it's like with Planet Earth or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, until then it was give me the shits. Honestly. There were there were moments where it was effective because there was real dread that was meant to be feeling. But not every moment. Yeah. When he's fucking packing up the house and it's like the ultra close-ups on him like doing the tape on the box and shit. I was like He's just fucking packing <laughs> by himself <laughs> in his house. Yeah. Why does this feel like...
2: Zack Snyder is just like, yes, yeah. packing
1: up. Yeah. yeah. It just I, exhausted me.
2: I mean, I don't know a lot about direction or any of that jazz or cinematography or anything really. I am completely ignorant. But I there were a lot of times I was like okay, Um, I feel like this is a teenage girl who has gotten her first Instagram account and has just put every filter possible. I was like, it's yeah. true. Like, it hurt my eyes. I was like, fucking hell, it's a
1: lot. It's the, there's an, I mean, pe- when you're filming, right, and Zack Snyder is a good example, actually, in a lot of ways, you want every shot to be beautiful, right? You want every shot to be a painting. But not every shot can but be the hero it was shot. so
2: overdone that it just, yeah. it didn't even look beautiful. It just looked Overdone. Overdone. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was overcooked. It mm. was overstylized yep. at times. It didn't have – you can still have a beautiful but shot. The guy that doing is the color grading was the
2: star of the show. It was bizarre. And it's okay
1: to have a twofer occasionally. It's okay mm-hmm. to have like a profile shot from shoulders to head. It's okay. <laughs> occasionally, we need that space. Occasionally, I want to mm. feel the – the space around them where they are.
2: You want to get lost in the story and not be distracted Oca- by the o- filmmaking. Occasionally
1: I want the performances to do the work, yeah. not the camera. Yeah. Um and yeah, and that that's why you can't have every shot be as beautiful or as stylized as the last one because mm-hmm. it all of a sudden none of them are stylized. If yeah. every if every shot is done that way. None of them are. Basically, there's no special shots anymore. There's no. Imagine if I keep thinking the Battle of Bastards from Game of Thrones as being like my one of my favorite episodes of television from a from a cinematic point of view. From mm-hmm. the way that shot. Imagine if every shot they tried to do that bit with him standing there with the sword and the slow mo and the horse coming towards him. That shot wouldn't. Ne- that shot wouldn't have that that specific shot.
2: Well, the episode would go for three days. It would.
1: <laughs> but you wouldn't. It wouldn't, that shot will stick in my mind. The gravitas is lost. Exactly. None of them stand out then. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. I actually struggle to think of specific shots that I liked because they kept doing it over and over and over again. It
2: was the same trick over and over again all the time as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, 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 this is one of the points I want to get to is Brian Fuller. We have a complicated relationship with him.
2: Oh, yes, we do. Because
1: (laughs) while he didn't stick around on Dead Like Me, his name is Mud, in my mind, going into this. Mm. And one episode in, I was like, fucking Brian, God, you've done yeah, it again. Buddy. It again. <laughs> you've done <Classic> it again.
2: Classic Brian. <laughs> you've made me hate a show. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, as much as his goofiness comes through in this show, I think it, and like, it's playing on a similar playing field, right? Yeah. Dead Like Me is all about that world beyond our world where these uh, immortal beings exist... Messing with our lives, essentially, mm. and that's what these gods are doing. They yeah. exist in our world as people. They still need to like eat and have jobs and shit, apparently, and they're messing with our lives in one way or another.
2: Did Brian Fuller just read American Gods and write Dead like me? I Is don't. That what
1: <laughs> it's possible. Um So I see why they tapped him for it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know whether he was the best choice, but at this point, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know whether Brian Fuller is the reason the show is good as it is. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not willing to give it to him yet.
2: Yeah, I don't know how to judge that it's i feel very like we hard. need to see pushing daisies to get True. like a full understanding
1: he's got that well that's the thing there's that star trek show that he was originally showrunning. that's right it's coming out in september mm. finally after being delayed a million times but he's not show running on yeah it anymore. he was booted off it wasn't
2: he yeah i he don't know.
1: I, I think he left but i don't know at what stage is this a dead like me thing where the first three episodes are his and then the rest of them aren't <laughs> like who knows mm. uh anyway yeah uh any other major points you want to talk about
2: Oh, did you like the casting of the Mad Sweeney episode in which like Emily Browning plays Essie?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. I I don't have a problem with it. It's not I, a great answer. No, though, is it's it? not because <laughs> I will never know if I don't know now. I guess. I guess it's fine. I. I don't think it would have mattered if it wasn't her. I guess is what the point. It it being her, what does it say to you? Essie being.
2: I think. Um, in the in the moment when i'm watching it i was just enjoying the story so it didn't feel like it was saying a lot to me yeah. but i think afterwards it did help cement maybe even subconsciously their connection
1: that's the thing i'm trying to figure out right yeah. is what is it suggesting so that choice what does it suggest about his connection to law maybe
2: he sees Something Essie, of Essie in Laura. In Laura. Okay, yeah.
1: if that's what it is,
2: I think that's what it is.
1: It, yeah, I kind of wish it was a little more explicit with that. Like, oh, I don't. Mm-mm. Just something he says something to her that he said to Essie. Do you know what I mean? Or she says something that no, you see him I react. No, I don't like that. Or something because I, I just don't. There's no part of his performance that suggests that's what he's seeing. Mm. It's all in the choice to have it be her. And that's not really enough because it's not actually like if that's what the character is doing. I don't see it in the character. I only see it in your choice to cast Emily Browning in that role. If that makes sense. Again, I just don't know if if it was somebody else. I don't think it would have it would have mattered too much. I would have enjoyed that story. I think
2: with having Emily Browning throughout that episode, in like all parts of it, with that story and with Mad Sweeney, that last moment when she's like lost the coin and he puts it in, I think it hits harder. Because we've seen her what? throughout.
3: Yeah, I,
1: I I think I I do think you're right, but I think mm. it's all it's more of a trick than it is actually suggesting anything. It plays on because that story doesn't reflect Laura a whole lot, does it? How much does it reflect on Laura?
2: I mean, they're both women with ambition, and because of that, they get themselves in some shit.
1: Laura's ambition is just not to be bored. Laura never really shows ambition beyond, I don't want to be bored. She
2: doesn't want to be bored. She doesn't want to be in that small town in that shitty job.
1: Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Essie did seemed Essie to
2: a- want more than that, though? I don't she know. She didn't Essie- want to be in that Essie place. Essie lived
1: a much more exciting life. I mm. mean, you think about what happened to Laura. Well, Laura- she had a
2: longer life.
1: <laughs> she, Yeah, she did. But, but mo- mo- the majority of that... Happens up to a similar age to Laura, I would suggest, until mm. she finally settles down in the new world. And then it, pretty quickly she becomes the grandma um, in terms of the editing, not in terms of it. <laughs> she just aged all of a sudden. Um, the Whereas Laura, from what we saw, was just working her job in the casino. Then Shadow comes along, her life gets exciting for a second, stops her being boring, gets boring again. Mm. She decides to try and rob the place. Yeah. And then. That fucks up. Mm -hmm. Shadow goes away. She starts getting bored again. Starts fucking around with his best friend. And then she dies. I don't necessarily see the connection between Essie's like... Essie seemed a little more ambitious to me. She played her... Mm. Laura wasn't interested in robbing from the casino until Shadow mentioned it. And even then she was like, no, until she got bored. Mm. Whereas Essie was a little more proactive, I think, in trying to actually make her life... Something she was flirting with the guy who was going to yeah. marry her, and then she ends up flirting with the captain. And coming back, and then she starts stealing mm. from him. Massive con she plays.
2: Is it less about the genuine parallels between those two women, and more Sweeney's? Well, he he sees his role in their in their lives.
1: Maybe, maybe that's the thing that's there. Is the idea that? He can re attain that relationship or that connection he had with Essie as being like her leprechaun, I guess. Mm. Um, Because Essie was such a believer, and like really, she was one of the driving forces between him coming to America and him being who he was. He's lost that identity. He talks about that in the first episode. You know, it's been, or one of the episodes early on. He's basically, leprechauns have been. They're like lucky charms now. Yeah. That's what people think of, right?
2: They've been commercialized and laughed at, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's, he is not something that people believe in anymore. Mm. And so if he thinks that he can be that to Laura, sure. I just up until that choice, I don't know if I'd seen him redo that his actions so much. At every step, every step of the way, he'd been hesitant or he he had to be literally had to be forced with physical, <laughs> like mm. physically forced to do things. As far as we could tell, there was yeah. never any hint at any stage that he was doing this because he wanted to. He is always hostile, and that's his character, and that's fine. Um, I don't know. I love that episode. I don't I really know do. either.
2: I'm just wondering how.
1: And again, this that comes down to the question my of emotions like of if it wasn't bit. Emily Browning. Could I – because I, I don't know if I need it to be Emily Browning to make that connection you just suggested. Mm. Could it be someone who looks a little bit like Emily Browning, like similar features but be a different person? Um, I, think, yeah, I, I, just I think, think I could.
2: Yeah, I just think that moment, yeah, when he puts the coin back in, after having watched a lifetime of this woman who looks like Emily who Browning. Who is Emily Browning. Yeah, who is Emily Browning. Uh Emotionally, it helps, and I agree. It's probably just a trick. That's
1: why I, 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 yeah, I'm a little but cynical about it.
2: I think it's a clever trick to play.
1: I again, it worked on me. It's a trick that worked. Mm. It's a trick... and this
2: show is all about the gods playing tricks on us. So if that's what they want, a little coin trick, that's fine.
1: It didn't trick. It didn't feel the same as I've talked about, like uh, in Game of Not Game of Thrones, in Breaking Bad, when I like I can see the writers trying to be clever, right? Trying to like convince me, oh, wasn't that brilliant? That coincidence is a (laughs) coincidence. It's fate or blah, blah, or the fly. And I get a little bit like-
0: (laughs) Oh, the
3: fly. (laughs) That's a great
1: impersonation of myself. (laughs) Um, I get a little bit like, oh, I can see the gears turning. You're too clever by half. Mm. That wasn't too clever by half because it was a pretty- It was so blatant that I kind of just, sure. And I allowed it to work Mm -hmm. um, because they weren't trying to pretend they were geniuses.
2: Yeah. It they, was more of an emotional manipulation than.
1: Aren't we clever writers? That might be the difference and mm. why I accepted more because fuck knows I wanted that. Mano- I wanted that emotion yeah. and to get it, I was just. It was like I was thirsty for it. I was like, yeah. thank you, yeah. You know what? Maybe a little bit cynical. Don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Worked. Yeah, and because because the performances worked because I'm already connected to those two, because yeah, like it was, it was a great moment for Mad Sweeney. I'm like fuck, that's great, awesome, I'm in. And all those scenes in episode se- in episode eight where he's trying to get her resurrected and like he's the guy that ran her off the road and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Fuck, it works
2: so well. How did you like that reveal? Uh,
1: great. I thought it was going to be Odin straight up. I was like, you know, wind or whatever. I, yeah. I was predicting for like episode one that he'd done it. Yeah, can't be
2: uh, a coincidence, yeah.
1: Yeah, it couldn't be. It was never going to be a coincidence. But mm. I didn't expect it to be him specifically. Um yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah, and was I'm glad cool. that they've already talked about that too. Mm-hmm. It's not going to like sit on that for three seasons and then go, "Oh my oh, god, that'd you be killed annoying. me. Yeah. yeah. They were already there and kind of passed it, which is great.
2: Yeah. She well, she just wants to be resurrected. She's like, whatever, yeah. just <laughs> yeah. take me to uh, Easter or whatever?" Yeah. Anything else? I I I think I've spoken about everything else I had.
1: Cool. Um just a couple of little side note things. Mm. Um something I loved about the opening bit with the Vikings. Where mm. they they like they decide they need to have a like a war to get O's attention and yeah. they go shirts versus skins. It was like <laughs> that made me laugh. I
3: didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was that's like
1: ah, Taylor's oldest time. That's how you that's how you
3: Taylor's uh, <laughs> <oldest> time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um the flight attendant, not the attendant, the um woman like the the at the desk of the at the airport yeah. is Edgar's wife from Men in Black. The so you remember like Edgar's like the farmer ah uh, yeah I was I just the second the time sugar wa- water yeah, yeah second time watching I was like oh my god that's who you are mm. I was like the first time I was like I know you who are you right. and that was it well remember, was, that was good um the so when one of the I think it's episode three uh, I'm pretty sure it's episode three actually. The opening story is about the woman who dies falling off the chair. Mm. And then Anubis comes. Anubis. I was like that voice. Ooh. Yeah, so good. I was like fucking dead like me again. Brian fuller, get away oh, from this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly, Except this time it worked. Yeah, it did work much yeah. better. But I was just like, the way he like, walked in, the way they can see their own body and yeah. stuff, I was like, this is fucking, this is just dead like me again. Yeah, true. Well, that was funny. There was a bit in episode five, I think it was, after uh, Mr. Wednesday and Shadow got arrested and they get taken to the, um, the, they're getting interrogated or whatever by the cops. And all Shadow says is, lawyer. Mm. Lawyer. lawyer. I was like, yes.
2: He's watched Making a Murderer. He Good. has he's watched <laughs> Making a Murderer.
1: Exactly right. He's yeah. watched Serial. He's listen to Serial. He's Making a Murderer. He knows what to say in this. <laughs> I was just like very proud of him for mm-hmm. not trying to play well that done. game. Well done. Uh, oh, so episode seven, when they're in the ice cream van, mm-hmm. Sweeney and um, Laura. Laura, and they end up flipping the car because a rabbit runs out in front. Mm. So, mm. did Easter do that? I don't know. Because
3: really that did
1: know. not get discussed at all. Is that the implication? That Easter... Like, e- the bunny saw them earlier. We saw that earlier in the episode. And that deliberately runs out the road and causes the flip. Mm. So... Is Easter in the know? Is Easter working for the new gods? Is Easter working for Odin? Is Odin? I didn't. I didn't understand where that came from at all. Yeah. Especially because the next episode we see all the bunnies and what's going on. Like, like I've (laughs) got to connect those dots. I can't not. Completely confused on that one. Is she double crossing them as well? I don't
3: know.
1: I'm not sure. Okay, I thought you might have some insight on that one. But I suppose that storyline. wasn't Oh yeah, she's
2: um the bad guy at the end of the novel, (laughs) and she kills everyone.
1: Shut up. (laughs) Uh, That being said, the CGI animals suck in this show And actually, if there's one criticism that I had for the show Stylistic as it often is And many times is trying to be cartoonish and otherworldly And I ride with it a lot of the time The animals suck CGI cats, CGI bunnies, CGI crows They're all terrible I think they're ravens Ravens, sorry All terrible They need a bigger budget next season for that shit
2: I don't think Stars has it.
1: No, I don't know it, they, Yeah, have you watched anything else from Stars?
2: I don't think so. Not that, I, not that I'm aware of.
1: No, I can't think of anything either.
2: No, because no? I thought, uh, like, when I first heard the show was coming out, I thought it was going to be an FX show.
1: I thought it was that too. I thought I, at one point I think even HBO was in the talks. I think mm. when they were negotiating it for a while, and right. it was and wasn't going to happen, and then eventually Stars did it.
2: Because it's such a big idea yeah. to go to a like a network that doesn't maybe have the budget that you might need to pull off the story seems a bit dangerous to me, but they did pretty well for the first season. Let's see how well it goes as it continues. Maybe their budget will increase.
1: Did you, um have you paid attention to the reception generally of the show online?
2: No, because I was worried that um it would tell me something that I didn't want it, that I wasn't ready to hear. Sure. Yeah. What about you?
1: it seems to be very similar to us. There are people who are just like out after yeah. episode one <laughs> right. and others who have stuck with it and really liked it. Yeah. Generally very, very positive. Mm. Which oh, that's good. is good.
2: That's very good for stars. Give them money, advertisers. And that's good. For they the can show. put it into the show. Yeah. At
1: the very least. Um what do you think about the opening credits? Do you like them or do you not like them? Oh, don't like them. I'm, t- over it.
2: I'm over it. I'm over that. I'm over that. We've seen it that, s- since House. Yeah, we've seen it. We've, What's it been, over a decade of that shit? Stop it. I don't know who, What they're in their little production we, houses and they're like, oh, I've got a great idea. It's the same idea, <laughs> you're not clever. Stop it. We, Think of a new thing.
1: Um, <sighs> To be specific, do you just mean like the panning over a bunch of miniatures or objects and just mm-hmm, shoot them and stylistically? And same
2: music and it, I'm done with it. It's the same thing. I
1: liked it. I like Westworld's one, though. I like Game of Thrones one. I like.
2: They're all the same.
1: I know. I'm not saying they're individually
2: bad, but they are all the same. It's so uncreative. It bothers me. It really does.
1: I like the intensity of the American Gods one. And I liked how I understood what it was saying. Like, it wasn't that every episode was giving you more meaning, it's that. Every time I watched it, as I watched, it, I started to go, "Oh, I see what we've done here. You're replacing the old iconography with new iconography." And I was like, "I got, I like it." Just my brain.
2: It was so obvious.
1: Yeah, but I hadn't read the book, right? I didn't know what the show was about yet. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> as
1: I figured out what was going on, I was like, it "Oh, this change is what's the fact happening. that it's shit." I don't think it's shit. <laughs> I think, it's just, I agree. Come on, guys. I, we do need another better. Right? We need a new idea for how to do opening credits. But take that out of the equation. I watched it every time. I will not time. take that out of the equation. I watched it every time. I fast forwarded it because I was insulted
3: every time. Hey, remember the stars? They didn't,
1: this isn't, they didn't have the budget for new ideas for that stuff. I liked it. I thought it was all right. Boo. It was better than Deadlight like um, Me's. Actually, Deadlight Me's. Deadlight Me's was all right. Like, that wasn't with all the yeah, Grim the, Reapers Grim doing Reapers. stuff. Yeah, no, that was fine. Yeah, no, that was all right, it was actually. better than the
2: show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the you know, I open mean credits were the highlight of most episodes. That's true. Uh, I think that's it. Um that's that's it for me, yeah. Good. Let's move on. I mean, the thing is there's only eight episodes mm-hmm. and it's all set up. So it's hard to get into specifics. He employ Mr. Wednesday employs Shadow Moon to be a bodyguard while he employs a bunch of tries to get a bunch of the old gods to start a war with the new gods. Done. That is, there that it is, is. the season arc. It's not an even arc, it's a season. <laughs> that's what it is. But it's good setup. That's a setup, yeah. Yeah. Uh favorite and least favorite episodes starting with your favorite favorite damask a
2: prayer for mad sweeney thank you very much i episode. yeah i really enjoyed it as much as i did love get gone which i loved and i just like saying get gone get gone <laughs> get gone um uh, sweeney touched my heart and i i loved the flashback I thought emily Browning's performance was beautiful great accent work the story
1: uh, uh she had cut uh i didn't oh, you co- l- caught her on a couple of things I, a g- uh yeah i wasn't I was like, it's not bad, but it's not brilliant accent, I wouldn't oh, say. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it was there, was... there was a couple of times... I think her R's in particular were a mm. little flat or something. They weren't quite there. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't that distracting. But it, right. But like she's oh, been no, doing this it. flawless American accent the entire time. Mm. I forget that she's Australian. And I was like, oh, you're not Irish.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Boo, you're not Irish. Anyway, <laughs> I liked it. Um, that,
1: that red wig was awful too. Oh, that was bad. It was terrible. That
2: was... Just because you're Irish doesn't mean you have to be red. Emily
1: Browning has so much sex in the show. It's constant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: yep. Um, also liked that. Big fan. Um, yeah. So, I, I love the story of Essie. But that that moment with Mad Sweeney at the end. Loved it. Yeah. It was it was, it was the highlight of the show for me. It It. Made me feel more than anything else in the show. And was it P- Pablo Schreiber?
1: Schreiber? Sh- Schreiber? Let me look it up. You keep talking. I Schreiber. Schreiber.
2: Um, he's fantastic as Mad Sweeney. He hits it out of the park. He kicks ass. I love him. I hope he's in every goddamn season. Fucking great. Loved it. Beautiful episode. Thank you very much.
1: Um. Oh, I liked about you saying that's your favourite moment. This is a show with hugely stylized, dramatic, larger than life moments, orgies and people being sucked into vaginas and blood (laughs) going everywhere, and like a guy gets beheaded and pushed into molten like iron and stuff like Mm. that. Like huge moments like that. Just Pablo Schreiber
2: yelling in a road. Yeah. Done it. Yeah. That was it. That's all I needed. Give me give me your heart. And I will love you. We've said
1: it before. We're massive. We want that emotional connection. We want to care about the characters. We watch story
2: for character. Yeah. That's why we do it. Yeah. Which
1: it's is why, why I've
2: struggled with Louie
1: a well, lot. We've got to talk about We, we haven't recorded an episode on season five yet, but yeah, you're not wrong. Mm. Um, that's often an argument I have about Pixar, right, with people. Pixar doesn't necessarily tell. Sometimes they do. I think there are a couple of Pixar movies that for a animated kid's show, a kid's movie, Tell stories that have messages that you wouldn't normally see. Don't know if you've seen... Have you seen Monsters University? Yeah. That's a really interesting message mm. for a kid's movie to have. I love that.
2: That's how you pitched it to me. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. And I agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but a lot of the time... Pragmatic.
2: Good, good message for some kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But... The a lot of times they tell stories we've seen a million times, but it's all about the telling. Can do you make me care about the characters? Mm. Do I care about the world? Like all those things. You can tell the same story a million times over, but tell it well. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And that was a great moment of storytelling and character. I agree. Mm-hmm. However, my favorite episode is gonna be Get Gone. Get going. Get Gone. Episode four. Um I struggled to choose. I, I like Those two, it's really hard to pick, it, isn't it? It really was. It was like it was straight away. I knew that was my favorite episode. I marked them as like. I feel go, like it
2: should be part one and part two because like of are. together, like I feel you need both of them, don't you? Well, they
1: they both don't involve like it vol. revolves around Laura Moon, and they mm. aren't they're not like they're cutting back and forth between other characters. It just sits on her story at yeah. the time, or yeah, those. She's two, I guess. my
2: protagonist.
1: I, honestly, I she choose is. her
2: to be my protagonist, but, but she is. She is. yeah. Like, she is.
1: She's <laughs> yeah. the emotional center of this show. Mm-hmm. It's I. How how can Shadow Moon be a protagonist when he actively does nothing on his own? Mm. He makes no choices except to he's go along boy, with he yeah. Yeah. Totally is. He's yeah. not he's not he can't be the protagonist. He has no arc. Anyway, um <laughs> the uh, I was going as I go through them I was like oh favorite episode episode 4 and I got to episode 7 I'm like favorite episode I don't <laughs> know. So I'm going to give an honorable mention mm. to Uh, Prayer for Mad Sweeney because it, I mean, it could go either way.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't love Prayer for Mad Sweeney as much without Get Gone. So, it it is hard.
1: And I think that was the thing that made me go with Get Gone is because I think of that as the turning point. Mm. The moment when I was like, It's the hook. I'm That's the hook. Great Mm. way of putting it. I was like, yep, I'm in with this show now. Mm -hmm. Before that moment, as much as I like was enjoying the like chess game and stuff and and, like the dramatic imagery every now and again when it wasn't overbearing and those sorts of things. Cool. But that's when I was like, yes, mm. I feel something. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to get going. Least favourite episode. I think we both know what that is. I'm assuming the it's first the same one. one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. For all the reasons we've mentioned and more. It was, yeah, like we've said, there was there was no in. Uh, Shadow Moon who is he? By the end of the episode, we still don't know who he is. We are kind of trying to understand the world, but can't. There doesn't. Everything is too mysterious. Do you know what he's
1: missing? There's this thing. Shadow. Yeah, Shadow. Mm-hmm. The thing about Shadow in that episode, and honestly, through uh, most of the season. Personality? <laughs> yeah, apart from that, is he. He's defined by the things that are happening to him, mm-hmm. not the choices he's making. There's this thing, this idea, and this is a bit of a narrative shortcut that movies often take. Have you heard of the concept of Save the Cat? Yeah. Right. Now, I don't love that. I, as far as like screenwriting books go, I don't think it's that great. I think it's got some good stuff in there. I think it's got mm-hmm. a lot of shit in there too. But that is something that this he could have done with. An active choice to show me who he is as a character mm. did not happen. No. A whole hour goes by and I, he just does not make a choice. He reacts does to Does he have a moment
2: him. like that throughout the season?
1: I, that's what I'm trying to think. Mm. What does he do? His first choice is sort of that act moment where he's like, like yeah, it, it, like, he gets getting pushed into things. I'm thinking the moment where he's like, he's not fighting Mad Sweeney at the bar, but then he does it when he mentions his... You know mm. Laura and stuff like that, or and
2: even like the one choice we do see him make. Oh, by the way, how f- much
1: more does that make sense? That Mad Sweet so wants to have a fight with him yeah. once you understand what was going on. I just on assumed
2: there. he was a drunk Irishman when I first read the book. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, like the the first choice I guess we really see him make is in the flashback when Laura wants him to rob the casino. But even that, it never feels like a choice. It's like this man is so in love he'd do anything. Yeah, and even when he says it was my choice, I did. I was like. Okay, puppy, sure. Like no one's ever going to buy that puppy made that choice. You know what I mean? The problem is he's not
1: making enough bad choices or enough choices that define who you are. They're the most, if there are any choices being made, they're normally the most obvious or choices being pushed into. God, they need to give him some character next season. Mm.
2: It does feel like a choose your own adventure sometime where like they're just like the most banal choices that aren't really gonna affect the narrative because you there's still like a very clear story that has to be told. Yeah. Like none of his choices are really gonna change anything. No, no, yeah. no.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't actively do enough. Mm. Anyway. Uh yeah, so pilot for yeah. the bone orchid, without a doubt. Final score. Out of five stars, I'll go first. Yeah,
2: you go first because I'm still thinking about mine. I'm
1: going to give it four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it flat out loses a whole point for taking so long to get going, and part of that point as well is just that it it is all set up, but I like I got to episode seven and I, I thought episode eight was coming a little sooner than it was, and I was really annoyed that I couldn't watch it. Like I was really mm. hooked. At yeah. that point. I was like... And that was after the Mad Yeah, You
2: sent that message movie. like, are you up to date yet? Yeah. And I was like, okay, bro. So was, that, yes, I am.
1: That was the Mad Swing episode. And I was just yeah. like... like It really got... It took into me and I'm excited about another television show. And I think I gave four to Westworld. It's a similar thing. It's like... um, So much potential there. Great world. Looking forward to seeing where it goes next.
2: Mm. I'm going to give it 3.5. That's fair. Because uh, I was... yeah. Because I was thinking about giving it four, but yep. the fact that it doesn't really have an arc mm. is a big problem. Because we're like judging it from season by season. Yep. Like that's a big problem for me. A lot of that 3.5 is going to those two episodes that we've spoken about. There is a lot of s- stuff. The, the pilot is terrible. I really do not like the pilot. That's Again,
1: bit- it is better the second time round, but okay, I, yeah. it, it, as like as, if you look at this as a season of television and watching it is a terror as its function as a pilot, it's terrible.
2: Mm, yeah uh, I, f- I found it its style, how stylized it was, distracting a lot of the time.
1: You didn't get used to it as you went along, especially when you got those breath episodes, episode four and episode seven. <sighs>
2: I, I, I adapted a little bit, but... Because even the I last episode seeing, didn't feel as yeah. suffocating as the when first episode. When I kept episodes. seeing the same repeated tricks of, like, yeah. the extreme close-ups, like you'd see, like, we've spoken about, like, in the Discovery Channel, and I was like, okay, okay all right, cool. Um, like, I feel about the, the credits, the opening credits. Yeah. Um, but I think it is a great start. I love the character of Laura Moon. I love Mad Sweeney. I think... Wednesday is so charming. I want to watch more of his story. Um, fantastic, for the most part, fantastic casting of characters. Really great um, casting.
1: Performances are spectacular Yeah, throughout. across the
2: board, great. Uh, yeah, it was a solid start. So, 3.5. And that's not a low 3.5. That's a high 3.5. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I think part of the reason what the Laura Moon and Mad Sweeney stuff helps do as well is... It works well when you understand. Like, if nothing else, the other episodes have helped to pull us into this world of the gods. And Mm. then these two losers travelling through it sort of thing. Mm. Feels really great to have them travelling through that world of the gods because it doesn't when it's shadow. But then I keep thinking also of all... There are some really great, really great scenes that don't involve Lauren Sweeney. I love the bit in the... Police cell with when we see Mr. World for the first time and mm, media That's, right. and that's was it
2: that a, a, a Nancy whatever the the Nancy the telling the story ship. the slave
1: ship Ooh. him telling the story about uh Billquist as well was really mm, good at the start that of great. that last episode. Yeah. Um, the the bit where they're playing chess are quite light. The bit where it, where shadows on the roof with one of those three sisters mm. was quite good. Uh, yeah, the all the stuff with the Jesuses and like... The Audrey stuff. We didn't yeah. talk about the djinn stuff much either. Oh,
2: yeah, we didn't.
1: Like, that was a really cool that was little very story cool. as well.
2: Um, very true to the books. Yep. Uh, which was fantastic. You know, haven't seen many queer Muslims on TV. No. <laughs> I don't know about you, which was fantastic to see some... Well, this show is quite diverse. Yes. That's something to talk about. Definitely. Um. Diverse casting from you know it's a, this show is a story of immigrants.
1: How did we get this far without talking about that? We're terrible <laughs> at this. That is that you're right. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. Like the thesis of the show is the idea of like people bringing their culture.
2: A nation of immigrants. A nation what, of immigrants. What is that? What does that look like? And what happens to the people who are a part of that nation? Yeah, like that's that's inter- that's an interesting story and. They're kind of they delve a, delving a little bit into that. Um and It doesn't the,
1: explore it outright. It no never it has a discussion. We no, get no, those no. little that's I think that's maybe that's one of the reasons we have ignored it a little bit. Because as much as it's obvious it's there, there's not necessarily a statement or a thesis set about it. We're getting these wonderful stories about mm. these different cultures and you understand they all exist inside America and this is how they got there, is sort of like the thesis. But we haven't got to the point where they've all collided yet. Yeah. So it's we haven't had a chance to really discuss it.
2: Yeah. I mean, we just see little things of a sense of like displacement where we see, Mm. um, what's, sorry, what's the
1: Ethiopian? Oh, uh, Bilquis.
2: Bilquis. So we see Bilquis after she's come over from Ethiopia, Ethiopia and she's lost everything. And she's pretty much like a homeless woman. So we have Salim who's like the salesman from Oman and he's, he He's really struggling to understand America. It's, it's overwhelming. He's saying like, I'm scared of the black people. I'm scared of the Jews. Like there's a huge amount of different looking people. Yeah. And that would, hard to, that would be hard to compute if like you've only been surrounded by people who look like you. Uh, and just, yeah, just a feeling of displacement. There's, n- there's no sense of community anymore. And what, what does that mean for a person? And I I look forward, maybe they don't, but I would love if there was like some exploration of that a little bit further as those things collide.
1: Did you know about or did the Billquist thing in the books, was it the same where she used technology or she was seduced by like the new gods? Mm. Okay. I'm guessing it wasn't the Tinder surrogate back then though. Yeah, yeah. didn't I? I, It was, again, watching that pilot again. As I watched the pilot before I watched episode eight.
2: Actually, I'm trying to remember Billquist in the book.
1: The when she was on the app the second time round I was like oh, wait a second you've made a deal with the new gods because you're using technology yeah. to get your like to get your followers again or I was like it, and then when it because then she
2: met that guy on
1: the, in the first in episode the first one, you yeah. see her on the app Well you yeah. see him on the app yeah that's right I can't remember which one it is but it was the second time round I was like oh I know where this is going to go now mm. and so when that connection happens and you he gives her the app and it's got I can't remember what the name of the app was. It's her na- Sheba. It's Sheba. That's another name she has in the Bible. I think she's known as the Queen of Sheba and stuff like this. Anyway, um, and so it's not Tinder. It's Sheba. So like the Odin Rocket and Vulcan being <laughs> the brand of the guns. Yeah. Sheba bullets, was like yeah. the dating app. Which is great. So brilliant. Yeah. Such a so cool concept. Smart. Yeah. I l- the the new gods thing mm. makes so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. The idea of technology, media, globalisation, being the new gods.
2: Time and attention is just as good as any sacrifice, yeah.
1: she. I think media talks about like the screens being like their altar. Yeah. And there was one bit, it was great because I was watching this, at least the first couple of episodes of my girlfriend, she didn't quite get as far as I did into the series, <laughs> where media was talking about how uh, people look at the s- small screens in their hands because they're getting, in case they get bored of the big one in front of them. And yeah. she was on her phone. I was like, yeah. she's talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it,
2: it's a it's such a cool concept. It is. Such I think a Neil cool concept. Gaiman is great at that. He's got beautiful stories to tell and interesting, complex stories to tell.
1: Really interesting ideas and really good at br- like visualizing them. Is a weird way of putting it for someone who's a writer, but like
2: he's no, he's a very visual writer. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're like making them the things he those concepts, is, yeah. physical manifesting them. Might be a better mm-hmm, word for mm-hmm. it. Manifesting those ideas into into things or characters. Mm. Very cool. I, I yeah again, I think, think of his Doctor's wife where the TARDIS literally becomes a person. Yeah. Fuck that's so good. <laughs> I
2: think like the show is is so stylized because of
1: Neil Gaiman's writing. That's the thing. I'm sure the stylization is there because they think they need it to be at all times. But the truth is it doesn't. It needs to choose when it's doing it. Mm -hmm. And it got better at it. I really think that last episode is better because it's not...
2: Writing visually is different than having to sit and watch that. Because if you're just reading that, it, it, it is filtered into your mind to, like, what you can handle. Exactly. What it needs to look like in yeah. your mind. If it's someone else's vision of that and it's so full on constantly, it's an overload. Yeah. like, so, ooh. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Uh, do you want to keep watching?
2: Yes, please. Yes, please.
1: Predictions, hopes, concerns.
2: I'm worried it's all going to fall apart and be shit.
1: Yeah? Yeah. You're worried... That was good set but can it actually... Yeah, what's... What's the meat of this? Yep. Are you worried because you know what the book is? Because from what I understand, they think they've got five seasons. Does it feel like, based off where they are now, they've got five seasons worth of story coming up?
2: Well, the fact that they've made one season out of half a season, sure. <laughs> this is, you know, 0. 0.5 of a season. I... I mm, and, I mean, they're short seasons, aren't they? They're eight episodes. Well,
1: that was one of my predictions. I actually predict the next season will be longer. I predict, though, this, because this was eight episodes, and I believe the first season of Breaking Bad was six or eight episodes. I think it was mm. six, actually. But it was a short season, and they expanded out from there. And I predict that next season, this is like a proof concept. It's almost like it almost was a pilot, right? Yeah, like the whole yeah. thing was kind of a pilot. Yeah, true. Um, I predict the next season will be 12 or 14 episodes long, maybe. Maybe even 16. I, I hope longer.
2: they write as many episodes as they need. I would like
1: that too. But that's not always how especially American television no. works. Uh, this I is would, British television, I, I would have been with you. I say
2: keep it to eight episodes and an hour each. That's a lot of time.
1: I agree. I agree. That would and be And then
2: if you need an extra season and it's doing well, put on an extra season. Make it six seasons. But... Don't extend it if you don't have the material.
1: I am not... Like, the idea at the end of this season is that, you know, war has been declared. There's a war coming. Mm. I am not really interested in, like, the visual visualisation of a war between the gods. No, me either. I, that doesn't interest me that much at all. I hope it's more of, like, a tactical game because it looks like it's going to be. Like, mm. Easter has, like... Uh, the last act she does, she like kills all the crops, Takes basically. Takes everything
2: she's given them. Yep.
1: Because she's going to make them worship her again mm-hmm. to give them back. Get a little to give a little, I think yeah. is something that Odin says. Um, and I hope it's a that...
2: a great strategy. You
1: oh, was that truth or sarcasm? I'm no, sure.
2: it's, I think it's a great strategy. It is if that's what, that's been what you know how to her. do. Yeah, yeah, right,
1: exactly. Um, I Yeah, I am... I hope that's what it is and I think that would be a really interesting thing for it to go. I mm-hmm. ju- I, if, it, if it literally comes down to gods punching each other, just get the fuck out of them. In- that's not <laughs> what this show needs to be. Yeah. It's not what that story needs to be. So you don't
2: want a gods of Egypt type situation?
1: I haven't seen that. Me
2: either. Why would you? <laughs>
1: uh, no, I don't want that. So, yeah, that worries me a little bit. They might feel, especially in a show that's so stylized, might feel like it needs to do that. I don't know. I don't know the book, so I don't know. I hope it's not that. I hope they double down on Laura and I hope they give Shadow a fucking personality. Like, give him something to do. Give him some choices. Yeah. Make him question his allegiances. Maybe even be a double agent, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Have him shift allegiances a little Mm -hmm. bit or something. Fucking do something.
2: I'm looking forward to... Other characters being introduced?
1: Oh, there's more to come.
2: Of course, of course, there's, of course, there's. I don't know. They did did you s- not see all those cars?
1: They set up so <laughs> many, so many characters already no,
2: that have a great, thing. There's some great, there's some great characters to come. Oh, so cool. I, I, yeah, I think you'll be happy with it. Hopefully, if if they do it well, yeah. excellent,
1: mm. exciting. Yo yeah, yo yeah, yeah. Anything else? Predictions, hopes, concerns. That's about it.
2: Well, I mean, it's hard for me too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You
1: fucking know it's going to happen. Uh, do you anticipate it will? Go as the like. Do you anticipate it might change from the book without going into details? Obviously,
3: I think
2: so because of their investment in characters that aren't really that big characters.
1: Do you think it could be a dramatically book. different, like completely different ending, or uh, telling a different, hmm. made up using a similar yeah, premise but yeah, telling? Totally I different mean,
2: story? it's it's hard to say at this point. Totally, it's, yeah. Who knows? Because it has been quite obviously cha- some changes, but quite similar to. So who knows? Where so those was Game of Thrones in season one. And now, from yeah. what I understand,
1: Game of Thrones is like yeah. as while there's still things happening and happen The books mm. is way off course. I mean, for most I
2: wouldn't be opposed for them taking a different route as long as long as it's good. Yeah, you know, it it's, it, does, it doesn't bother me.
1: Cool. At which I think the choices they've made, from what I understand, the changes they've made the seem, the seem they to make made sense. have be been good. Yeah, yeah, cool. Ben is well, I haven't asked him specifically what, but he seemed to be. Not happy with some of the character choice things they've done with the characters at some stage. Do you okay. have any idea who that might have been? Again, I should have just asked him. Should go on a sh- fucking podcast next year, assuming it's I, I do
2: wonder if, if it's that's about Vulcan.
1: Yeah, I asked him about Vulcan. He liked Vulcan. Okay, he said he was in the book, but he thought Vulcan was fine. Okay,
2: mm. um, because I was wondering if maybe he's thinking it's a replacement for a character that I'm ah, thinking it is. Because if that's the case, I'm like meh. Um, okay. but that might not be the case. Mm, I don't know about that. That's it, right. I, I can't. Is, I can't believe it would be about Laura. This is that would be shocking I'll, to me. If it is, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm like, oh, cool! It? You're a misogynist. I get it. That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope you're listening, Ben. <laughs> uh, all right, I think we'll wrap it up. That was good. If you would like to contact us, let us know uh, what you think about American Gods or just comment on our discussion. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Hunting Seasons. You can find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast. You can email us at HuntingSeasonsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at Damask.
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O.
1: Thank you to Sean Kirkpatrick for our wonderful logo and graphics. You can find his work at Designs.portfoliobox.net or by look, searching for his stuff on Instagram at shawnyboydraws and shawnyboycomics. Also, thank you to Jordan Calibus for our theme song. You can find his work at soundcloud.com slash classicjrex. Please, if you've enjoyed this discussion today, consider giving us a review on iTunes. That would help us very much to be noticed by other people. We are not 100% sure what we're doing next episode yet
2: no we're not so
1: we're not going to give this you a, seems to be a bit one. of a
2: pattern for us I yeah think.
1: these new these shows are coming out we've got to talk mm. about them as they happen we'll get back to some of our classic shows soon i think although yeah. we're in the middle of like like we've got twin peaks to get through at the moment i'm yeah. watching that no comment on the new season of twin peaks at the moment <laughs> um we've got game of thrones is starting soon yeah. finally There's a lot of stuff been, coming out over a year we'll get there In the meantime, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you later. Bye.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.